0: a bit of a mix. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are listening to this. I am radioing in from the very back of a garden today because I have been told that my voice carries. So in order not to distract others who are enjoying the sun in their garden this evening, I have moved further afield. In front of me, I can see a fence and um, a couple of tomato plants and then over the fence it leads actually into a woods so there's loads of woodland trees massive trees everywhere i can see the beautiful sky the sun is still beaming down it's still very warm as it's early evening and it has been just a glorious summer's day today i would like to talk about a mixture of topics um, so we're going to be jumping around a bit. That's why the title is called A Bit of a Mix. And um, These are things that have just been on my heart. And so I was like, you know what? I will just pull them all together and hopefully this works. So stick with me, people. Stick with me. Okay, starting point, which is very much related um, to where I am and being in the woods, is um, just to kind of think about things. That you look forward to happening in the future this week like really just pull out a couple of things and just really dwell on how awesome that will be when it happens one day and this is just something i'm doing too because i had a conversation with someone recently and and they were going over their very real immediate worries and actually it wasn't just one person i had a conversation with somebody else also going over their very real immediate worries and i was like okay all of that is very valid. But then there's also alongside that lots of things that I'm sure you can think on about positive things that may happen in the future or things that you want to happen in the future. So, you know, dwell on that too and start researching that. Even if you don't do it with all of your heart, you can still just be like, you know what, I am going to look into this or follow pages that are related to that just to kind of pick up your spirits a bit. Um, So yes, And that got me thinking, I was going to say, where did I go from there? That got me thinking about um, owning a dog again in the future. Now, I I can't wait for this day. I don't see it happening anytime soon. But still, I really do look forward to it. And I used to have a dog um, a couple of years ago. He passed away. His name was Simpson. And that was short for Simba. And he was the most beautiful black lab going. He was just such a beaut and I genuinely miss him. And every time I'm by the woods, I always think about the times he's taken for walks. And then every now and then um, we would go running. And occasionally I would run into people who told me the dog was overweight. I told Sim Sim not to listen to the haters, <laughs> not to listen to them at all. But looking back now, looking at those pictures, I can see denial is a powerful thing, my friends. Denial is a powerful thing because that dog was really quite plump. And I remember one time our um, Congolese pastor came to visit us and like literally the moment he walked through the house door, the first thing he said was like, dogs in Africa are trying to get visas to come to the UK because of the size of the dog. And then also the concept of having a house dog pet was something that's alien to him. And even my parents really, we got the dog because my older brother um, like bought it for my younger brother and uh, that's how we came to have a dog but growing up for like my parents and pretty much everyone in their generation including my pastor was um that pet dogs were used as guard dogs or they actually helped with like farming never a dog just to have a dog so you're cozying up by the fire (laughs) with a pet no 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 the only the only dogs they had were working dogs so anyway, moving on from uh, from that, I thought about a story um today, um which I'm gonna share. And it was just like a a time I was jogging with um Simpson. Now in the woods, the um army like train also. So occasionally, like growing up, you hear even now you hear like explosives going off. Obviously, there's no explosives near you, you hear them in the background, they're miles away, but you can still hear them so loud. So every now and then like when you're in the woods you will come across um, army people training and I remember this one time and this happened to me a couple of times but I was running and like you know I was out of breath like dying and the dog always runs ahead and so I turned the corner and to my horror was like a whole unit training like doing drills or whatever the hell they were doing <laughs> and then, sim sim back when he was younger like you know like middle age middle age dog age he wasn't always that obedient so we turn the corner i'm like out of breath dying he runs straight in front to the troops basking in all the praise of the glory i am like screaming at the dog the dog is not listening and then i catch sight of those that are in command like <laughs> whether it is I'm not even sure what the rank is whether it's sergeant lieutenant commander general I don't know what's going on but all I can see is no smiles on their faces there's no smiles on their lips certainly not in their eyes and so for me obviously I respect the rank so you're just in a weird position I was like should I salute should I try to explain myself in the end I decided I just had to try to get the dog and it was genuinely a spectacle and just as well I can't turn pink because I would have been pink right then um but eventually I got Simpson back dragged him away from the troops and it was so it was so shameful even now as I think about it now I'm shamed but um yeah he was still the most beautiful pooch okay going beyond the random story um of things one of the things that I wanted to um a couple of the topics that I'm going to dive into next is just around some areas which I think I, I want to discuss but partly because last month was Pride Month too so I want to do kind of something in that space and then also um, given the fact I'm Christian I'm like okay you know what this is like an area I'm just going to kind of highlight just because like the last few years and um, there has been what I feel, quite a lot of hate online and for people who have different views. Now, it is fine to have a different view. We're not going to agree with everybody all the time and stuff, but I feel that there has just been a, a big rise in unnecessary hate. And for some things, I feel like things are very black and white um, in a sense that they're clear-cut. And then for other things, I think there's, there's so much more that goes into that. So I'm just going to kind of try to explain things from very much a personal level. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody except for myself. And then I hope from what I say, um, maybe people can resonate or it might cause people to pause, you know, or I, I don't know. But either way, this is where I am. And this is where I am going to um, attempt to drive into. So one of the things I find is, especially with faith, let's take Christianity because that's what I am, like the umbrella encompasses almost so many different views. So one of the things for sure, like for, um, which will be a key key metric in Christian world, is obviously the belief in Christ. But with the belief in Christ um, being the Lord and Saviour, there's also, you know, different strands that people believe different things around, um, say, women in leadership, or abortion, and being um, what's the word? Um, I'm going to try not to use terms, actually, I'm going to try to go through this. So it everybody's with me on the same path, being attracted to someone who is of the same birth sex as you. And for me personally, I have grown up with pastors. So I've grown up, uh, I was raised Christian. I would call myself a born again Christian because it was when I was an adult and um, that I then went on a journey more towards seeking a relationship with Christ. And so that's why I'd say the born again rather than piggybacking off my mum's faith, which I think was more of the earlier stages and um, so discovering and finding that relationship for myself is wild call myself born again also in between there yes i did too much so let me go ahead and <laughs> throw that out there too so we could could be here with the born again situation but um, what i have for me is i have a pastor who i've known my entire life and um, another pastor who um i've known probably for half of my life and then let me say a couple of others who i've got to know say in the last couple of years but it's with these kind of people in mind that i'm going to base kind of like the conversations on just so you can get where i'm coming from now when um it comes to religion as i said like even those who have the same religion say christianity they have different views on different things but one thing that's consistent with the ones I know personally is that they are good people. This does not mean they are perfect. This does not mean they make mistakes. But I've had years um, of relationship with them to say actually the way this person like preaches or whatever is actually how they're trying to live their life. They're honest. They believe what they believe. They love people. And... Um, you know and I've seen the sacrifice also the incredible sacrifice behind um their calling so so these are the people that I have in mind with I don't know how I'm gonna quite say this but with like um, uh, faith things I find I also listen to some online preachers and the online preachers are very different and they have different backgrounds Whatever your journey is with your relationship with Christ, it, it comes along and it comes out in your preaching. So, your experience is you translate that and how what your theology is, you know, it all kind of makes up your ministry, if that makes sense. So, even the online preachers all kind of have different variations for some of the stuff that they believe. But at the core of those ones, too, the ones I enjoy listening to, is their belief that um, Jesus is their Lord and Saviour and the way they treat people you know their heart for like other things that they do and I also like the actual teachings I can relate or I get something from them which is not every person who is a Christian preacher that does not mean every person is um you know bad or you know just because I can't really you know that their ministry isn't for me doesn't doesn't is nothing against them it's just you know you have certain people where that you find that you listen to them more because you get more of them, get more from them, sorry. Okay, hopefully this is making sense, but I'm trying. So I'm building up so that you can understand this point. So one of the things which um, I have found in recent years is you can't really pull everybody in under the Christian banner and then say, because they're Christian, and they believe a certain way on some of the key topics, like whether it is um, people falling in love with people who are of the same birth sex as them. You know, that that is because people have just such different views or if it's actually for abortion, I have to say, um, everybody kind of has the conservative view of the pastors that I know personally. Um, But one of the things that I found is, and I don't know how you know, but sometimes like even if you differ along loads of different things, at the core of you, if like Christ is who you love, there's a certain way that you would treat certain people and a certain level um, of respect. And I find that with even other religions, shall I say, there can be people who almost hijack that religion and claim that they're doing things. For the sake of a certain religion, when really, you know, when you look at the teachings and stuff, it doesn't correlate, whether that is Christian, Muslim, or whatever. Like there's a whole mix in there. And it's actually really hard to take away or give somebody like a description and be like, okay, you know. If the person says this, then they are definitely like telling the truth. There's something to follow. You know, if they do this, you know, you should follow them. They're a good, you know, good preacher, good whatever. Because in between um, the teachings are elements of truth. So there's truth in there with people who are falsified, who I find are falsified. I'm like, there's no way if you believe in God, like that would be how you would act. You know, these could be your actions. Like you're doing it for other reasons and i remember one time i it was many years ago probably over 20 years ago that there was a preacher that came into town and everybody was um like my mum had heard about it and she was like oh we gotta go like he's a he's a prophet he's really good he's coming for wherever he came in so we went and drove to the church that was hosting this person and we got in there and there was probably I would say between 100 and 150 people in this small church, so it was absolutely packed. And for this preacher, so we long, long service. He or I, like he gave all his preachings. I was with him, I was fine. I was like, okay, you know, I'm believing what you're saying, believing what saying. But then what happened was at the end of the service, he then started to go around and he was like, um, you know, like trying to sell things for money. So he had the mic and he was, and I mean, this literally had the mic and he was stopping by people and he was like, You, I really feel that you need to donate a thousand pounds. His starting point was a thousand pounds. I really feel like you need to um, donate a thousand pounds. I really feel it in your spirit, you know, get up here, get up there. And he moved around the church just like that, stopping off at people and saying that they need to donate. Then also in the next two, hollering at people saying, Like, oh, you know, if you really need this in your life, if you really need healing, if you really need being, then you really have to tie 500 pounds now, blah, blah. And people really gave money. They genuinely gave money. I don't know how many people gave checks that potentially bounced. But either way, people were getting out their checks, they were handling that cash. And for me, I was just like, this is so wrong. This guy is such a snake. He's such a fake. And I could just feel the anger rising in me. So then as it got like towards the end, because the people who gave, they were kind of like at the altar and so forth. So as it came towards um, the end, I could tell out of the audience and because the way like people who had given money, they all came to the front. So people who hadn't donated were like still in the pews. And I could tell who hadn't donated. And there was probably, I think, five of us. And I was there. standing my ground and I was like there is absolutely no way I'm not going to tell this guy about himself if he comes with the mic. I'm not going to attempt to attack him given the environment. I've looked tried try to see where the <laughs> exits were. It is not wise for me to provoke this person with the mic given the setup and the support he clearly has but there is absolutely no way if he comes to me with that mic that this is going to end well. I stood there and I was just like praying because I was like, but I don't know how this is going to go down because given his snake-like behavior, I was like, he can turn around and be like, oh, she's possessed. And then who knows what the church is going to do. My mum is tiny, but she'll be fighting for me. And, you know, it's just going to be not good. Anyway, in the end, he did not come near me, um, which was good because I did not give him a cent. However, my mum did buy a calendar. Let me go ahead and throw that out. And I think he said the calendar kept away bad spirits or whatever it is anyway moving on <laughs> moving on from this and it, this is a long long time ago but still it just goes to show you um you know just the differences like someone can claim something but to me i was just like absolutely not and the next day when we went across um well the next sunday when we we're at a congolese pasta, i was quick to tell on my mother for sure <laughs> <laughs> i went up there and i was like pasta Mum made us go to this mm-hmm. she did this. i was busy telling you because as i've been younger my mum was reporting me every two seconds to the fast whenever i did too much so i was really happy to return the favor and he actually said um that he had heard of him and you know he really thought he was milking people now off the back of this do not hear like sometimes um preachers will say, like, you know, people to um, invest or, you know, they give a callings for s- certain types of um, offering and stuff. So I'm not dissing that because I think there's so much value in being generous. And if you feel that way and people give to building funds and churches in general do a lot of um, community work and so forth outside of just having the service, like they do a lot of things. So I'm not against all of that. I'm just saying for this particular instance, I felt that this guy was rinsing people because he was. And actually later on down the line, he was actually found out and got himself a lot of trouble because he was busy rinsing people. So um, on that note, moving from shady ass matey, um, the other thing is with, okay. so So moving back to the pastors who I know personally, they have very um, different views, especially like I said beforehand, when it comes to um, people who fall in love with people of the same sex. And I've had conversations with them um, around this just so I can understand their theology and so forth. And one thing that I can truly say is they're not running like mega churches as we see it, like on TV. They're not running for office. They're not. And doing anything that would have them try to, you know, say this for it to be anything other than the truth to them. So these are just one on one conversations. And for them personally, it doesn't align with their theology. So they they couldn't, for example, marry um, somebody who was um, getting married to a partner who was of the same birth sex. to them. That is just genuinely where they stand. However, and this is me thinking about one in particular, because I recently had this conversation, um, I couldn't put them or put this particular person in the bucket of what others I'm sure would label them as homophobic. Because they love people. There's no judgment when um, you know when meeting a person or interacting with them or you know, they don't believe that they shouldn't have certain rights, you know, they're very much there on all of that. It's just for them, staying true to their faith, they, they couldn't. I, personally, don't have um, much, ex- haven't had, sorry, haven't had previously, haven't had um, much exposure to anybody who was um, in love or attracted to somebody who was of the same birth sex to them. And it's only in late years that I've encountered more people and I've got an opportunity to talk to more people and they've shared their coming out stories to me, shared like how their, their background was. And so for me personally, where I sit, and um, yes Jesus Christ is my Lord and Saviour and all that good stuff. He is literally uh, my foundation. At the same time um I believe that you can be born fancying purely and loving um, a person who's of the same sex as you. And I also, based on that, would support you getting anybody um, who was in this category getting married. That is where I stand. I don't see any issue with that because of um, my belief that you are born this way and therefore you should be entitled to get married and so forth, if that is your wish. I am there, I'm a cheerleader. So, um, where am I going? Okay, so based, yeah, so based off of this, to give you another um, kind of personal example, I remember it was a couple of years back and I was invited to um, a church because a guy who identifies as being, gay yep he identifies as being born gay and was giving a talk around how he doesn't actually practice and what he what he identifies as and for him he feels that that's that's the way it should be and it's right and he's actively like praying to you know be attracted to the opposite sex so this this was the framework like of the talk that I was in you know invited to go on here and it was like basically his personal testimony. So before I um, went along to the talk, I went ahead and I really did pray because obviously I I have a different view and it's and I have a different view not from like having any personal struggle in this area. I have never I've only ever been attracted to guys. I have. At one time, kissed a girl. Thinking back this now, (laughs) I have, I have one time kissed a girl, and it was, um, it was years ago. This is a good, 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 good long while ago. But it was at a party, and they were playing spin the bottle, and like that's what landed on. And the girl was really hot, and you know, the kiss was lovely, the snog was lovely, but obviously it does nothing for me because I'm attracted to guys. So anyway, so moving on from that additional personal spin the bottle reflection um yeah so i was so i'm there and i'm just like literally because i'm like okay i i want to go to this so i can hear what he's going to have to say even though it isn't what lines up with what i believe Um, so i genuinely prayed beforehand because i was like you know i want to go and i want to make sure i i listen and understand and i'm not just there to you know i don't want to be coming out with anything disrespectful or you know and I wasn't too sure what the environment was going to be like but I knew in the crowd were going to be people who very much supported this because there are a significant amount of Christians who believe um, that people can be born and um, attracted to their same birth sex people I don't know me and the labels I'm trying but I'm trying to, to to make sure that I don't confuse anyone with what I'm saying or go step wrong this is why I'm trying to do it like this so please forgive me like if this is coming out all types of wrong because I've not rehearsed this I've literally just picked up the mic and I'm just like okay just talk and then hopefully if it comes together it will be all right and it will make sense and um, so yes so then yeah so what I was saying they are genuinely Christians who believe that you can be born gay let's just put it that way believe you can be born gay and so but they don't see it as the way things should be so therefore what this guy is now going to be and telling us all is something that fits very much well into their world so i knew this was the crowd i was going into and whereas i obviously don't have that view so i went along and um yeah so the guy told his testimony and he was you know genuinely honest like he went over how he got to where he's got to he says he you know went through his struggles went through how he felt god spoke to him and where he is now he would you know is praying and he wants to be this is my translation wants to be um cured um so that he can be you know attracted to um, a woman and would like to settle down and one day possibly have a family and with a woman so this is, this is all he said. So I listened and I genuinely believe everything like that he was saying. The audience, a crowd full of supporters, as I said before, all very happy, all going down really well. And so I sat there and I was like, okay, um, I, ha- I feel like I have to ask something, but I wasn't quite sure. So I went ahead and I said to him, and I can't really remember my exact words. But it was something along the lines of, you know, how I've grown up with um, one of the past, and I think I picked the one that I've known for half of my life. And I said, you know, I really rate him. I really value him. And, you know, he's so much sacrificed, supported me, done so much. But there are genuinely things in his theology that I can't align to, that I'm not with, that, you know, I just don't believe doesn't line up with, you know, where I am, which is fine. But I don't take away the fact that he's, anointed and that God hears from him I truly believe all that it's just we very much differ on certain subjects and so then I said um, given Bishop Curry, who was the bishop who presided over um, Harry and Meghan's wedding um, Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding and yeah given given, um, his stance because he very much believes in um, same sex marriage and so forth I said, given like his take on that, he was chosen, you know, to have that platform to, to give that service, and his message was absolutely beautiful. It was all about love, and you know, so, so, what are your thoughts on him, given you know, he's completely believes the opposite that than what you're saying here? And this guy's response to me just it lacked, it lacked grace if I can say that and um, and this is not to say that I'm over here queen of the grace nope I I say th- I've said things wrong in the past and I'm sure I'll say them wrong in the future but his response to me didn't it didn't fit anywhere in 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 the world where I can be in agreement it's it's nowhere there so I didn't bother coming with a follow-up I didn't bother saying anything extra because for me I was just there to learn and just understand and so that was that was really my my takeaway but it is the reason I'm sharing the story is to show that there are just so many um different views that feed in this and people who you know identify as um something say like this guy identifies as gay but has a very different take when we weave into that his faith and I don't want to take away anything from him I've I've not had these struggles. I've not had his journey. I believe everything he says in terms of his journey and what he was going through, how he believes he heard God and what he's following. It's just, I don't line up with that. That's not, that's not what I believe. And it's not something I could ever preach um, to anybody or, you know, because it isn't, isn't me. It wouldn't be me being true to where I am. So one of the things that you can do is if you're ever in um, the kind of space where you're like you know what I don't know so so much on this topic and um, whatever that topic is whether it's race relations or LGBTQ and um, things like you can always look to find and um, people or join talks like online there's like so many things and um, or, or watch seminars or whatever it is so that you kind of raises your awareness and one of the other things that i found really helpful is because i all of my family are like heterosexual the the immediate family so brothers and sisters and so forth and i you know nobody's had struggles um in this area or you know had to come out or, or whatever it is in this type of space i didn't in fact also my friends like one of my friends and um, no nobody was um not heterosexual except for in later years one of my close friends got into a relationship um, with a lady and yeah so that was that was one person I'm trying to think now yeah so pretty much outside of that there was nobody that I had really close to me who could give me more insight into the LGBTQ world so one of the things that I did is when I would meet people and I felt Safe enough, then I could ask you know all types of questions. Basically, when you feel safe, and and I really encourage this, whether it is you know um, another religion you're just kind of curious about, or I, I don't know, you don't know a lot of black people, or whatever it is, like the moment you feel safe with somebody, because you can ask you know all types of questions, and there are no silly questions. I know people say this all the time, but there really are you no know, silly questions when you're dealing with somebody and they can see your heart like it doesn't matter kind of like what you say and obviously I'm not saying try to be offensive but I am saying like you know if you're genuinely curious and I've heard like loads of people's coming out stories and people's journeys so it's been really insightful for me and one of the things that I'll always say is I will always love the person first like there should never be any type of judgment or you know any type of anything the person is a person it's just their life and journey is just very different than yours doesn't take away nobody's better than anybody else and um, all of that good stuff and i had drinks with a guy who identifies as queer i believe and when was it? It was like a couple of years ago. And really, we had one too many drinks, but it was really, it was, it was really good in the sense that I was, I felt free and I could ask like so many questions. And one of the things that we um, disagreed on was around um, what was it around? It was around uh, what age you could start um, uh, the procedure to potentially change your birth sex. And so we were you know discussing this and I was really quite honest saying like you know if I just reflect because it it has such a an impact you know if you start it early you start you know things to suppress or things to change things and early on it's you know it has such an impact on your body and especially during the age when you're developing so I was saying to him that um, I um I struggled with it if if it's ever to be allowed to be done early, simply because, you know, when I look back at myself at like 15, 16 or whatever, you know, you don't really know all that's that's going on. Like you think you know a lot, but really it's later years as you go through life and, you know, you get jobs and stuff, you kind of learn more about yourself and the world. So I was like, it's, it has such a monumental impact. And he came back and he gave me stories and he gave me examples of people who felt, you know, they knew when they were a lot younger, and all of this, so, you know, we really disagreed with um, where where we left that on, but it was a great conversation, we both got, like, a lot of value out of it, I talked about faith, and, you know, from the more traditional background, what people's, you know, thoughts are, and we, we discussed a whole lot, and it, I genuinely got a lot from that conversation, and so that's what I really um, hope that we can all all do a bit more, and, like, like I said before some things are not necessarily clear-cut in terms of where you will land that sits comfortably with you but really we need to remember like a lot of the times we really are talking about like other people I know there's I know I know I'm kind of like stating the obvious but I'm just thinking about to like some of the comments and stuff and also when like just going back to the topic which I was talking about with the guy we are having the conversation and like he told me all about his journey, and then he also explained like the difference between um like why some people prefer being called gay and others don't they prefer being known as um queer, and you know all of this stuff, which you know I didn't really know before, so it was really like quite helpful, and he's always said that his door's open if ever I have like more things that I want to discuss and like and chat about, and then at the same time, i I was letting him know, like, some things are a bit difficult because when you weave in their people's faith, it's it just makes things a, a bit trickier for them, and it's not always um, it, it's not that people are trying to always be now, I know there are some, there are some really hateful people out there, so I'm not giving everybody, like, this blanket of, oh, they just all need to understand, but I am saying, like, you know, we talked about potentially people's fears and um, you know, and then there's also like, just thinking about um, you know, like, and this is really kind of going off a bit but and I really am not trying to cover all bases in this, this one talk that is kind of going on forever. But I am I'm just trying to highlight um, the difficulties here because I remember I heard a, a sermon a while ago, and one of the guys had, um, he had was referencing a study. From a guy that took that followed up on people that had um gender changing surgeries and then followed up on them years later and then what the impacts were and what their thoughts were now. And I specifically remember um quite a few people had come back and they wished they had never done it and you know, all this type of stuff. Had all these regrets, and this was like a proper um survey and psychology research, whatever it was that was done over there. But then at the same time I've watched pose which is a show that is on Netflix and also BBC One, which gives you insight into um more of that world and LGBTQ issues and, you know, gives you people's backgrounds and, you know, your heart goes out there. So there's there's so much I've seen documentaries and um I've seen somewhere like I've i thought maybe the the parents were, you know, trying to push their views onto the child, but then at other times I've seen ones where the parents were definitely supporting child and you know the child really um teenager say so child teenager in this case and um, really wanted it so there's there's just so much in there and um, that is that's not always easy for people and i just hope that we can all have a bit more of grace for people because there really is more that unites us and um, rather than that divides us if we actually look at things a little and I know um, there's a couple of shows actually that I was thinking to reference in case you were interested. And that is Pose, which I've mentioned before, which is on Netflix and BBC iPlayer. I'm really enjoying it. I finished season one, and I'm going into season two, and it's really given an eye opener. Milk, which is a movie, and it's on Prime and also Amazon. Absolutely brilliant. It's a Sin on Channel 4, which is a series I've not yet watched, but apparently it's heartbreaking and I am going to tune in and then there's also the limitation game which isn't um, specifically um, talking about the things I've been referencing today LGBTQ issues but it does highlight um, a few things in that space also just to kind of give you a bit more history so all in all <laughs> as, I, as I try to wrap this up um, yeah, as I try to wrap this up, I, I will just say that there just re-echo that there is more that unites us than divides us. And I just think on all sides, no matter where you live on the spectrum um, or, or what your beliefs are, I think like we should all work on me, myself included. I'm on a journey here and I still have a lot to learn and um, should just continue to respect people, love people and, um, you know, see the person before we jump to everything else okay may you all have a lovely evening bye one thing to quickly reference before i go um, i'm not against mega churches just in case that isn't clear it's just i was referencing pastors that i knew of smaller churches just to kind of um put that in context because i was a bit worried how that may have come across uh, secondary point what was the secondary point oh the other point um, because I know I referenced earlier um, in regards to abortion and I'm actually going to unpack that in another podcast later on and I'm not um, anti-abortion either so yeah get the pitchforks out <laughs> no in all seriousness it is not a joke topic and I don't want to um, put it lightly but, but it's just another one of these things that has quite a few different elements that weave into it so I want to make sure that I kind of reflect all sides um, that I know and I will be praying but hopefully God gives me the grace to get things across to where it's um, okay all right bye